evening and welcome to the Fumble Rooski podcast on Power 818 Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, alongside co-host Adam, uh, Justin Tucker and Brian Mucker. So we will get to some Super Bowl coverage, but first we have to touch on something crazy that happened, some breaking news from this weekend. Matthew Stafford, longtime Lions quarterback, 12 years, has now been traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I think this comes as a surprise to all of us, the fact that he's been traded so soon. And even just the fact that it's just crazy to think that this guy's been traded at all after so long with one team. Just to think about it, I know there's been a lot of longtime players for one organization. I mean, last uh, last offseason, we had Philip Rivers leave, and most notably, obviously, Tom Brady left. Um, so in the trade, we he – the Rams gave up two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff. So they gave up a lot in this trade. So it's it's very it's worth noting to um, put out there that the Rams haven't had a first pick, first-round pick since 2016. All right, and they won't have one now until the year 2024. So that's seven years without having a first-round pick. And all of that was for Goff, and now they're trading him away to add in two first-round picks. So I think the big question we should ask here, you guys, is is it Super Bowl or bust now for the Rams? I would say it's a bust because, notably, you're giving up a very young quarterback who may or may not live up to his qualifications, and you're giving up two first-round picks. Now, for the Lions, that's obviously good. because you're receiving- that's, not, that's not the question. Super Bowl or bust means, like, is it – are they going all in for the Super Bowl? Well, then- so, like, what – so, uh, are you trying – so, are you just trying to – so, I'm, I'm just trying to clarify where, where you're at. Are you, are you trying to say no, they're not going all in for the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, you let me finish. Yeah, I was going okay. to say that. I was going to say that will not, not work. Uh, I was going to say, like, let's be at the process. This trade, to me, will not make them a Super Bowl winning team just by adding Matthew Stafford. Well, I think they are. It is Super Bowl or bust for them. I think – I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, I believe Matthew Stafford's a more talented quarterback than Jared Goff. I believe he's more, like, talented overall. And with the pieces the Rams have, with Cam Akers in the backfield, with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, a decent offensive line, I think they go further. And that defense stepping up like they did in the playoffs, I think they continue that in the offseason and build towards next year. And I think it has to be Super Bowl or bust because not only did they give away their future, they took on Matthew Stafford's contract, which isn't a small contract, by the way. It's a franchise quarterback contract, so they have to be very, mm-hmm. they have to be very worried about that and very like invested towards, yeah, we're winning the Super Bowl because this could backfire in the end. Okay, so the bottom line is for Matthew Stafford. For the Rams, they couldn't be worse. They couldn't be set up worse for the foreseeable future for the next, like, say, five years, uh, five years down the road. 
They don't have a first-round pick until 2024. However, it's not all bad bad news for the Rams. I mean, they did get uh, Matthew Stafford, but look at who the roster they're adding him onto. They have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Cam Akers leading their offense. He's going to have some great weapons to throw to, and he has a running game that he can work with. And that offensive line is going to be much better than that Detroit offensive line that was kicking his teeth in. Uh, they're going to have they're going to have a defense of they're going to have a defense led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, uh, a, a great run defense, a good pass rush, and a good secondary. So the team, its bottom line is the team is invested in these two seasons here. And they're trying to go all in for a Super Bowl. And the fact of the matter is, Matthew Stafford has played 12 seasons in the league. Four of those seasons he's finished with a with a winning record. He obviously has talent. We all look at he, his highlight reels. We see how far he can throw. We can see all these crazy arm angles he can throw at. He obviously has the abilities. Now he has to prove he can win. So the bottom line is it's absolutely Super Bowl or bust. This is a big this is a huge test for Matthew Stafford to prove it whether if he's if he actually has what it takes to be this great quarterback that everybody's saying he is, or if he's just some stiff who's really talented but just can't win to save his goddamn life. Did, did you say stiff? I said stiff. Yes. Stiff, as is he some stiff? Oh, okay. I was wondering. Uh, he's. I wouldn't say stiff. I think he's a good quarterback, but it does beg the question: Was it Detroit or was it Stafford? Because uh, Detroit has wasted away some talent in the past. So, gotta make you wonder. I mean, I'm sure. He, I'm sure they have wasted him a lot. Just the the thing is, four winning seasons out of twelve years. Yeah. If, you're, if you're so great, you need to at least finish in at least more than half of these these years with a winning record. But the been... problem with that is that they haven't had a consistent coach. Like you saw what Patricia did with him, not not too well with him. Um, we don't bring up Patricia. He was he was like not not really like with him like i don't think jim codwell is really a great coach to me in my eyes but the talent that he but it's no excuse but like the talent that matthew stafford had over the past when he had like megatron he had tim pettigrew tight end right now he has deandre or at least he did have deandre swift and kenny galladay marvin jones and tj hawkinson he could have used it a little bit more in other ways it's just I think the coaching might have affected the team's performance. That's okay. what I think. That's why I think Matthew Stafford hasn't been living up to his expectations. So has it affected him so much that he's only finished with a winning season for four se- or four seasons out of twelve years being in the league? Well, like they said, those Patricia. Big affected him. Like, like Patricia was terrible as a coach of the Lions. He was awful. Yeah. And, even even when he was at the Patriots, yes, that's that's the Patriots. He's a defensive coordinator. But when you get into head coaching business, it's a whole different game ball game here. You need to 
learn more on the talent than special teams, defense, and offense. Patricia, I think, just knew about defense. And I think the Lions' defense was okay with Patricia for maybe, like, the first season. This season, no, not at all. But, like, on the bright side is, I don't know, I think Stafford just needs to actually, like, show what he has. This is with L.A. And, and like what Justin said, with the top he has on L.A. right now, Cup, Woods, Higby, Akers, that defense, explosive defense, one of the best in the league. If he can't win in L.A., then he's complete bust. Yeah, I, I agree. It, I, like I said, I agree. He's had a tough situation in Detroit. But the, the thing is, it's a quarterback-driven league. I know coaching is a huge thing, but honestly, quarterback play is even bigger. And they've had the quarterback play, and they haven't been able to. They haven't been able to do that. Well, I, I need more of an explanation as far as like quarterback play. I, I need understanding. What do you mean? I think you. I think it takes a great quarterback to win to win games. I think that's the number one thing on the list for a lot of teams. Well, yeah, and a great quarterback. If, if they had that, then why didn't they finish? <laughs> Why did they finish the his career in Detroit with only a third of his seasons being winning seasons? Because he can't turn water into wine. Well, was Calvin Ridley or I'm sorry, was Calvin? It's been a while since he was in the league. Was Calvin Johnson wine? Uh, was he water? Oh, he, oh. Was Kenny Galladay water? He was exploding. Not bad, but let's face facts here. When uh, Megatron was in the league, they they made the playoffs the year before he retired in 2014. Should have made it further if a questionable pass interference call may or may not have been called, but for another day. But they lost that game. Um, And then the year after that, they finished 7 9 because they came off or they started off. Terribly and then finish strong. Yeah. So I don't think Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. Is, is, is he water? Does he have to turn him into wine? Because I felt felt like he was already. I mean, he wasn't wine, but he was a nice little. He was a nice six pack of beers. He, 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 was, he was the third string receiver in what? Cincinnati. Kenny Galladay. No, no, no. I'm, th- I'm thinking of Marvin Jones, my bad. I'm th- Marvin Jones. Yeah, Marvin Jones, too. Marvin Jones isn't bad, but he was like the third string receiver in Cincinnati when Muhammad Sanu and A.J. Green were still there. And now he's in number two right now. Yeah, and he's a, the number two. Yeah. Along with Danny Amendola, who, when he was in New England, was able to stop, win. Stop, stop, stop. We're not going there. No. Danny Amendola was able to win with Tom Brady. Yes. What's next? Are you going to call him Danny Playoffs, too? Playoff Danny. Playoff Danny. I'm telling you, there were some seasons where he was explosive during the regular season. The only reason the only reason it didn't show up so much in the, st- in the statistics was because he was playing behind Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, and a lot of other guys. But he was... He, he was shown to be a pretty good player. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm just gonna pretend like I haven't I even mentioned I haven't even mentioned T.J. Hawkinson, and oh by the way, he's also had Eric Ebron. 
You and I both know that TJ Hawkinson is an okay tight end who barely made the Pro Bowl. That NFC Pro Bowl tight end position sucks. If Evan Ingram can make the Pro Bowl, I like him. But no, he's not a Pro Bowler. There is a problem, and you know that. TJ Hawkinson is, I think, worthy for a Pro Bowl to me. Like, who else would be? That's my point. Everybody in the NFC is not really doing too good as far as the tight end spot goes. The fact that Evan Ingram made it is tantamount to that. The AFC is stacked with elite tight ends. The NFC is, is the opposite. Well, yeah, you have like one of the best in Travis Kelsey on that side. You also have Darren Waller and you have uh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, no, no kidding. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're getting we're getting off topic. Yeah, TJ we're getting off topic. The point is, target Hawkinson, valid target. Yeah. About Nadamikin Sue on the other side. You could talk about Darius Slay on the other side, who he's had over his career. He's yeah. had other pieces during the earlier early 2010s. That Detroit defense was actually really good, along with having Calvin Ridley. And then what happened? Stop calling him Calvin Ridley. His name is Megatron. Calvin Calvin Johnson. It's been. I haven't. Just call him Megatron. Me, yeah. Megatron. Well, yeah, I don't like calling him by their nicknames. I don't know him personally. I'm not gonna. Like, I go up to this fiery-haired kid. I call him dumbass. That's it. That's just his nickname. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh. I think he'll do fine in Los Angeles, and hopefully he will reach an NFC championship game. And maybe a Super Bowl. I think sky's the limit for them now. I, I sure hope he is. Let's we'll find out. We'll just we'll find out if this guy has what it takes. Because yeah, really? maybe Jared Goff might do well in Detroit. Jared Goff sucks. Come on. Yeah, just give this man nothing. He blows. <laughs> he was one of McVay's puppets from the beginning. Come on. Yeah, McVay. He did very well in that system. I mean, ask Tom Brady. He knows what it's like to be a system quarterback. <laughs> uh, can, all right. Now's a good time. Now's a good time. All right. We're gonna we're gonna get back to the Super Bowl. All right. <clears throat> So leading up to the Super Bowl, there's been a popular narrative floating around to describe Brady versus Mahomes. So the quarter, the the best way, the best way people have been, or a popular way people have been describing this quarterback matchup is goat versus future goat, mm-hmm. and it has been used frequently. So how do we feel about this storyline? I'm I'm fine with it. I love it. I, I, even as a even as a Jets fan, but as a football fan too, you see these two qu- quarterbacks go at it. Tom Brady, we already know what he's done over the past of his career, winning six Super Bowls, going to nine of them. Uh, well, I think this is his ninth. He's going well, uh, tenth, tenth he's going to. And in in Patrick Mahomes, I see a very bright future for him, as he could probably win six Super Bowls, maybe in the future. I think. Yeah. Not doing it with the offense that he has because I don't think Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey are going anywhere with him. So he needs, and he needs a, and, and, if, and like, I don't know. I just like how these two quarterbacks are going at it again in different conferences now, considering Brady was with the Patriots and he's already faced Mahomes. But now they're in the Super Bowl together. 
we get to see top-notch talent, basically top-notch offenses, go at it with each other. I think it's fun. Uh, the reason I'm okay with it is because, you know, Tom Brady, uh, he is who he is. Uh, been to the Super Bowl 10 times, won six of them, hopefully trying to get a seventh this time around. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you see, like, an increase every time you see him. First year, rookie, didn't really play much. Second year, became MVP, 50 touchdowns. Faced Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. Almost beat him, too. If it wasn't for an offsides penalty, the year after that, won the Super Bowl. And so he's back at it again at another Super Bowl. So what is that? Two Super Bowls out of his first four years? That, to me, that's about three out of his year starting. That's actually pretty impressive. Not many quarterbacks can say that. I only know one off the top of my head, and he's also playing in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think we should be okay with it. I wouldn't be, like, ecstatic with that one, but it's all right. It's a fine little headline to have right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So here's the way I see it. There can only be one goat. Hence the meaning, greatest of all time, not one of the greatest of all time. You know, you spell it out goat, not o-goat. (laughs) <laughs> one of the greatest of all time you know just mo- having these multiple goats or goat categories to take away the from the meaning uh, it kind of takes away the meaning of being the greatest because you're not the greatest at this point when you're called the goat you're just one of them all right uh the way i see it you're either the goat or you're not all right there's no aaron Rodgers arm talent goat or Joe Montana, Super Bowl goat, or Mahomes, future goat, or Dan Marino, wasted career goat. You know, like best way to describe this storyline, a better way to word this storyline is past versus present. Mm -hmm. There's the face of the the face of the league for the past two decades, going up with the who's going to be the new future face of the league in uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, whether or not what he does during his career to if whether or not he becomes the GOAT, that's well, that remains to be seen. It'll, in my opinion, it'll most likely take his entire career to do that. But he it's it's possible. He has he has the talent. He, ha, he has a good head on, on his shoulders. But bottom line is no GOAT versus future GOAT. Just GOAT. Just right. Well then, explain this to me. Referring Bottom back to line, other, get rid of this narrative. Right. Well then, referring back to the other sport, like other sports besides football, we look at baseball, we see Babe Ruth and Teddy Williams. Who do you think is the goal in that? Then we got um, in hockey, we got Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Who's the goat there? When Wayne Gretzky broke a lot of Gordie Howe's uh, stats. And in basketball, we got Jordan LeBron. Who do you mm-hmm. think is the goat in those? Sports then, if you're saying that Mahomes cannot repeat the stuff that the stuff that Brady's already accomplished, I think Mahomes could easily go to like the, the ten Super Bowls. He's he, the the dude is in his twenty. Don't be sport. Easily, it's not easy. I mean, he's making it look easy. 
Do you know what the second most Super Bowl appearances was behind 10 with Brady? Uh, the Patriots? Five. With oh, you're talking- Five. All right. Well, then that might be the case, but I can still see Mahomes repeating what Brady's done. It, it not maybe in the, all the stats, but Super Bowl wise, going to there, going to Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls, I think Mahomes can do that. The only problem is other teams like Buffalo might be a little bit in a factor because Buffalo looks like they're about to be a Super Bowl team within the next couple of years. Um, no offense, Justin, but the Ravens, the <coughs> defense and all, get some wide receivers, and then I might consider them a Super Bowl team. That's all I mean. Yeah, I agree there's a pot there's a chance, but it's not that he could in the future, but he's not future his his name is not future GOAT. His name is Patrick Mahomes. He has no he doesn't even belong in the GOAT conversation yet. And the reason like you bring up other all these other sports having like a debate between a couple players, that's a debate between who is the greatest of all time. They're not saying, oh, LeBron James is the GOAT and Michael Jordan's the GOAT. They're yeah. saying there's a de- legitimate debate, and it's a very close debate at this point. LeBron James is getting a lot closer between who is the greatest of all time in that sport. It is not, <laughs> let's call LeBron James the GOAT and, oh, Michael Jordan's the GOAT too. Oh, while we're at it, let's look at Larry Bird and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Let's call them all GOATs. Let's, they're all GOATs. We love them all. Everybody gets love. They do all get love, just from different One love. (laughs) And that is Tom Brady. And Michael Jordan in the other sport. We're talking about basketball here. We're only talking about football here. We'll stick with football. But bottom line is, this narrative, it's bogus, it's stupid, and I don't like it. In your opinion. It's past versus present. I think it has to do something because he's he's on the Chiefs and he's on the Patriots. Because if you see Patrick Mahomes in a a Patriots uniform, you would change your words around here. You would say, oh, Tom Brady? Oh, yeah, who is he? He's a past. All right, he's the past. Now we're on the present. Mahomes, he's the future go of New England. You would definitely say that. And every New Englander would also say that. No chance. Because in in my classes... We hear like like professors are saying, oh, who do you want to win the Super Bowl? All right, they say, oh, the Bucks because of Tom Brady. And then I hear at the end, oh, screw screw Patrick Mahomes. What what the hell did Patrick Mahomes do to the Patriots that made New Englanders say that? Because because Patrick Mahomes has that talent to do what Tom Brady has. He can easily do that. Future open it. Possibly, it's a possibility. So does Aaron Rodgers. But he's a stiff. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers. Who's no. a stiff in the head? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Uh, he, has, he doesn't have the leadership. And it seems like all he, all he really doesn't really care about just being the greatest of all time. He just wants to be Aaron Rodgers. Just huck it up there. Just make the highlight play. Hey, did you see that? Te- did you see that big highlight play? Did you see that massive that 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 throw on the run to Devontae Adams? Oh my God, that was awesome, bro! MVP, yeah. Pat McAfee saying, saying, what did he say? He said, "Well, 
down years for me are career years for other teams, for other players. So like, He's right. Pay for me to have down years. It's just okay. Why don't I just go seven and nine every year and I just wind up as an MVP candidate? Oh That's okay. Because I'm putting up great stats. He said that going off a thirteen and three season. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. He was saying that in regards to the year before. That was yeah. That was his thirteen and three season. That was his 13 and three season. He says most years, my down years are great years for everybody else. And he's right. If you look at his numbers, they are great years for everybody else. It's just I mean, bad for him. Agree, but just don't say that. What do you want him to say? He's ah, satisfied nah. by it either. Like he's like saying that like he's satisfied with it. Go win a championship, dude. Go win one more than one ring. Don't criticize Go him for having a down year than him. Don't lose four NFC champions. He lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. He didn't lose not he did not lose to Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he did not. He lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. Has one more Super Bowl actually has the same amount of Super Bowl appearance appearances that as Aaron Rodgers. The fact that Drew Brees, who can only throw who can't throw more than 15 yards, has only one Super Bowl appearance. Okay, so you're say, so going back to the Jimmy Garoppolo, you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo beat Aaron Rodgers? I disagree with that. I'm going with Justin. Raheem Mozart was all over that thing. All that Jimmy Garoppolo did was that he ran back a couple of steps, hand the ball to Raheem Mozart, and it was game over. Just watched him do all that work. Just Don't you dare ever discredit Aaron Rodgers. That, that defense did not show up to play. If you went into Gillette Stadium and tried to run the ball against the New England against prime Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, you get stomped on. That is not true. Aaron that is Rodgers, not true. Aaron Rodgers, the invincible Aaron Rodgers, you can beat him running the ball. That's pathetic. Yeah. Running ga- a run- running games do not win you championships. And the fact that, he, that, that Raheem Mostert and Jimmy Garoppolo were able to beat Aaron Rodgers is pathetic and telling of what type of leader Aaron Ooh. Rodgers really is of the Green Bay Packers. I do not- All right. Ooh. Rushing yards do not win you championships. How do you explain that last year with Tennessee? You Tennessee. saw it. They did a great job in the Super Bowl, didn't they? Oh, wait. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they didn't win the Super Bowl. Uh, they oh, my God. The Chiefs. All right. Because guess I what? I can let this slide. As it turns out, Passing yards trump rushing yards. I disagree. I, d- I disagree. I say both. I'm not saying it's like one or the other. I'm saying both. There has to be a balance, eh? But I'm not going to let that slide. Heck, heck no, I'm not letting that slide about that Patriots reference when, it co- when you compare it to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely not. Because I remember in 09, the Ravens came up there, and on the first play, Ray Rice ran 83 yards to throw. I'm not allowing that. Don't do that. That's just basic game script. You go, you try to run the ball against a pass-heavy, elite pass offense, and you are going to get trampled on. But they did not get trampled on. They actually yeah. got, they got trampled on. I'm tell, I'm telling you, it's happened to Brady and Belichick before. The Ravens went up there and Flacco only threw the ball ten times, and we beat y'all 33 to 14. So it has happened to the Patriots. Let's not act like they haven't gotten stomped on at home court. Yeah. We're one of the only teams that can do that to them. 
by that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're that was that was a that was a disastrous season. That team was this was this is the 2009 Ravens team you're talking about, correct? Yes, ma'am. Right. Look at that was, that was the most dysfunctional team in the new the in the Brady Belichick era. One of the most dysfunctional Brady Brady Belichick teams. All right, two things, two things out of that. I'm gonna say, hint, hint. Eli Manning stomped all over the Patriots twice, not once, twice. And two, with the running game. The running game, I think. I say so. Nope. Yes. That was with they won that they won that game with just defense keeping it close. That's how you beat a pass offense. You okay. hold them. You hold them to minimal points, and then oh, then you want quarterback has to make. Plays when he needs to. Oh, and you want to talk about cocky? You should have seen Brady around that first Super Bowl against the Giants. He said they're going to hold us to 17 points, thinking they were going to score more. Yeah, he said they scored 14. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. We're off topic, but let's move on. Let's move on. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady error? You mean just the Tom Brady error? Uh, uh. It's. I'm not saying Belichick at all. Because I saw this year, and I and I know if Tom Brady went to a different team and he just changed that team around, and he's in the Super Bowl, where the hell is Belichick? He's not in the Super Bowl. He's at home sipping on a beer on his couch. He's seven well, and nine, and everyone thought he went like four and twelve. Yeah, well, he, had, he had the audacity to sign that clown of a quarterback to Cam Newton. That's on him for doing that. Cam Newton's not a bad quarterback. I agree. He's but, he's very bad. He's not. He's not. not, Justin, he has not been good since he went to the Super Bowl with the Panthers. Other than that, I disagree. I disagree. Brian, do you really think he could easily just go up to any roster and just turn them into a championship contender? He did with the Panthers. What? He did with the Panthers. You mean the Bucs? Are you, ta- what are you, you guys are talking about I'm two different about, people. I'm talking about Tom Brady. I, I, uh, I, as much as the next person, the next Brady loyalist, believe that Tom Brady deserves the majority of the credit. However, to say that it just didn't work in New England, that it didn't, that the Brady Belichick marriage didn't work, the way they, the reason they were so successful for 20 straight years was. Belichick's defense and his sort of uh, his discipline mm-hmm. and Brady's leadership and his appeal to as a play a player's guy to all the other players in the club in the in the locker room and and Brady's offense was able to score more points than the other team and Belichick's defense was able to hold de- hold offenses to a low so that Brady would able to score a lot of points. Belichick would be able to manage the other, the opposing offense. That's the way they were able to beat teams for 20 years straight. They were able to trample literally everybody. And they won, they won for 20 years straight. Because yeah, they, yeah. it turns out when you have a coach who is buttoned up, who is, even keeled and doesn't take doesn't doesn't take crap from everybody anybody then who is who is a defensive minded head coach and you put you pair him with a leader like Tom Brady an all-time great 
quarterback like Tom Brady, you're going to get offense and defense, and you're going to win consistently. Now, I think what Brady has been able to do in Tampa Bay is impressive, but I, I hate Bruce Arians, and I do not trust the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my That's been my assessment all year for the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I trust Brady. I do not trust the Buccaneers. That's just an organization that is – has a losing culture. I think it's going to take a couple. It would take a couple of years for Brady to be able to transform that team. That team, and those are years that he just doesn't have. He has maybe one more year left, mm-hmm. and then that's it. All right, let's go on to the. Let's go on to our last segment. All right. So, despite going to the Super Bowl, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have drawn mixed reactions from the New England area. Um about them being in the championship team, uh, in the championship game. Um, so I ask you guys, who should Patriots fans root for? Because it has been very, it has been fairly even. It's no question that they should not be rooting for the Bucks on this one because you have your former franchise QB and tight end in that game, Ron Gronkowski and Tom Brady. Those guys have gone to – I want – so I know Brady's nine and I – I think Gronkowski is either eight or nine because I know he retired. But those two have have brought many, many people's eyes. Have brought out many, many people to New England to watch these guys play. I I have the Bucks in this one um, that uh, Patriots fans will be rooting for. Yeah, I think Brady Gronk. Everybody loves them, especially if you're a Patriots fan. Uh, I think that's the team you should be rooting for. I don't think you should be rooting for the Chiefs if you're a Patriots fan. Why are you rooting for an AFC team, if anything? So uh, I think, yeah, you should root for the the person that won you six Super Bowls and wish them best of luck, and hopefully they win another one. Tom Brady winning his, what, eighth, seventh? Seventh. He's trying to win his seventh one. Okay, I lost track. <laughs> yeah, so a Bucks loss, and I don't think a lot of New England fans understand this, is this it would mean more to the Patriots than you would think. All right, so the Chiefs winning this game, winning the Super Bowl, would mean they win back-to-back Super Bowls. They've gone to the. They've gone to at least the cha- the AFC Championship three years in a row, all in the beginning, sort of the beginning of this early little uh, dynasty. I, I've told you. I told you yesterday, Justin. This this Chiefs team is arrogant. They believe they're already a dynasty before they've even won their second Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're they've been playing down to teams all year long. They've been. They've been arrogant. They have been playing. They've been playing bored, and this is this is already becoming a team that I want to I want to root against. <laughs> well, well, why do you think and, that? Why do you think? Why do you think that? Uh, what do you mean they've been playing down against other teams? What do you mean against teams? It means they they barely come out alive against teams like the Falcons later on in the year. Yeah. Okay, then it means, I the, it means a, a mediocre team led by Derek Carr and their number one receiver Henry Ruggs 
I'm sorry, but the Raiders actually making it a, t- a somewhat close game. Mm-hmm. They lost to him once. They nearly lost to him a second time. Yeah. It means, and them win it, and them being able to make put in this little effort, and then wind up becoming a dynasty. This not only this not only becomes a problem because we we have a team that everybody roots against that isn't the Patriots, but this threatens the early 2000s Patriots dynasty when they won three out of four Super Bowls. That team was humble. That team won with determination. They had guts. They had their heads down. They did their jobs, and they were an extraordinarily great uh, dynasty of football teams. They were unbelievable. Good young quarterback, sixth-round draft choice, and they and then this team led by these arrogant a-holes comes oh, around, yeah. comes along. They t- they overtake this they overtake this team with minimal effort. Hell no. Are you? Hell, I don't think everybody else felt when you guys were having your little dynasty. Yeah, like honestly, like I'm. Sure honestly, like, how do you think everybody else felt? That's gonna you piss about the right now. It it it's more particular for Patriots fans because this, like I said, this threatens the New England Patriots dynasty of the early 2000s. People are gonna say that th- this was better, that this was better than that. And then on top of that, you have Andy Reid, who threatens Belichick's legacy. I know Belichick has had a little bit, taken a little bit of hit of a hit already yeah. this year, but to have Andy Reid enter the conversation, that's not good either. Well, so why is that not good? Why is that not good? He's just doing his job. He wants to be up there in like one of the best coaches in the NFL or yeah. NFL history. Well, why is it not good? Why is it not good? Because we want Belichick to be the greatest of all time. No, no, no. It's fine. No one else does. No other, pe- no other people that went through the misery in the playoffs, like the Jets or the Ravens. I can name many other teams. Steelers. The no one wants Belichick to be good. They absolutely hate his guts. The, pa- the Patriots? Patriots fans? No, no. Other teams that face I'm talking about the Patriots. We're talking about Patriots fans. Patriots fans feel like they're looking at a mirror right now and Chiefs fans, and they don't like it. They don't like the fact that they're probably looking at a dynasty and their fans are loving it. Yeah, like, Adam, there's going to be times in the NFL where there will be teams going after Bill Belichick and the Tom Brady dynasty, and one of them might have to be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That's exactly the problem. That's exactly the problem. Well, that, that's not the problem, right? Yes, it is. Patriots fans, it is. We don't, want Eric, we don't want a walrus, that wa- overweight walrus, becoming, oh, <laughs> becoming the greatest of all time. We want Bill Belichick. Listen, it's not like Bill Belichick's on the cover of the The greatest. Dude, not, oh, Patrick Mahomes, go, go throw another no-look pass. Bail me out again. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, yes. Okay, so, like, I could refer back to other sports. Do you think I was happy when Babe Ruth's record was broken by Hank Aaron? No, Yankee fans, I'm sure, didn't like that. They liked that record. What about Mark Yeah, I was hoping Hank Aaron broke it. Those 61 home runs 
again and, and break Roger Maris's record when he was a Yankee. No, no one like that. All right, but they but they moved on with it. They moved on with life. Patriots fans should do the same thing if that dynasty turns out to be a, a second best dynasty. And the first dynasty turns out to be Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They have to move on from that. And they can't just be crybabies about it. They have to prove themselves again. But the Brian, Brian, the difference between Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick is still in the league. Long, Babe Ruth was long retired. In fact, Babe Ruth was dead. Mm -hmm. Bill Belichick ain't dead. And he sure as hell ain't retired. Not yet. I understand that. But I'm just refer I'm referring that as a reference to... When like Babe Ruth had this long dynasty of like like many home runs that anyone's ever done, and Hank Aaron broke that. On top of it, there was a lot of segregation back then. He was African American, mm -hmm. so that's what I'm saying. No one, as a Yankee fan or like people who did not like who did not like uh, colored people at the time, they did not like Hank Aaron beating Babe Ruth's record. And I can refer that. To, and I could easily refer that to, let's say, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes breaking Tom Brady and Bill Belichick dynasty, ripping to shreds. And <laughs> like that kind of proves right there that you're making fun of Andy Reid's body weight. Like you're just you're like you're like salty about it. That's all I'm saying. But it, it, salty it's got to go at some point. I don't want Andy Reid, who isn't the greatest of all time, to be to to be thought of over Bill Belichick as the greatest of all time. No you would have to win five more rings in order for there to be a discussion. Yeah, like, well, no one this would be a start, but now wouldn't it be? It'd be two to six. Two to six. Yeah, like that's, that's a, that's no a start. That's a problem. That's a problem. That is a problem. That is a legitimate threat. Oh, my God. You are worried about Andrew Reid catching up to Bill Belichick. I'm just worried that people have reason. I'm never going to think that Bill Belichick is any better than that. I'm sorry. I'm never going to think that Andy Reid is any better than Bill Belichick. I'm just worried that there's going to be some morons out there who are going to be like, oh, Andy Reid over Bill Belichick. Yeah, you think those out there now that Andy Reid has a ring now. You will have those types of fans. Like anyone in the Patriots division, like the Bills, Dolphins, or Jets, can say, Oh, Andy Reid over Bill Belichick because they did not like Bill Belichick because they knew what he was. They knew what Bill Belichick went through, and they, those teams went through 20 years of misery. So that's what I'm saying. Patriots fans don't need to be worried right now about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid's been to three conference championships, won one Super Bowl. Right now he's in two, maybe two, big maybe here. <laughs> and yeah. you look at Bill Belichick; he's been to nine. And one six. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of time if someone potentially breaks that dynasty apart. Like Patriots fans should still be grateful that they they had this dynasty. Anyone would love to have that dynasty. I would love to have that dynasty. Considering I'm a freaking Jets fan, all right. I'm living in misery of hell. And same with Justin. Misery uh -huh. hell in the playoffs. He's a Ravens fan. Yeah. Who was always in his way? It was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Those two were always in the way with Joe Flacco and Jim Harbaugh. No, not Jim Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. We went two and two with him. I give him yeah, so, so no, you should, So Patriots fans, I'm saying they should not <laughs> worry about Bless you. Yet. 
when it comes to the time, maybe, maybe injury winning two, four Super Bowls, and winning a couple champions championships. That's the time to worry. Brian, I don't think you understand that you're only really supporting my argument. Kind of. I'm di- no, no, I'm not supporting your argument. I'm just saying that you should not be worrying right now. Of course, it's something to be worried about. That. That's why we're rooting for Tom Brady to beat the Chiefs and not for the Chiefs to beat Tom Brady. I don't care. Absolutely, should be rooting for the Bucks. At this point, at this point, me and Justin's team or the Patriots three in the finals, so no one really cares who wins this unless you're a Bucks or Chiefs fan or just a football fan. Um, so it really doesn't matter to me who wins this one. I like both teams, so it really doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be okay. interesting to watch to see if the Chiefs actually win because I'm gonna I'm gonna see I'm gonna call Adam and see how he feels. <laughs> oh my God, they have two now. You you can call Adam, I can call Andrew. Mm-hmm. We're gonna uh, <coughs> well, Patriot. Well, we're not asking about any other fans. We're asking about Patriots fans. Mm-hmm. And I think Patriots fans care a little bit about this Super Bowl. Sure I do. They do. Um, sure they do. Because all right. They have two dynasties right here. They have Dynasty and Adrian Mahomes, and they have their former franchise quarterback in their tight end. I'm sure Patriots fans should should care about the Super Bowl this year. All right. So we're get, we're getting a little off topic. Um, so final score predictions. We're going to go around. What do you guys got? Brian. Uh, I have it written down. So I said I'm going to take the Bucks in this one and say that it will. It could be a shootout or a defensive game, but I'm just going to go with a little, little bit of a high-scoring game here. I'm going to say 35 to 27. Ooh. Justin, you got a score prediction? I said 31-28. Bucks. I like the Chiefs, but I don't like their old line right now. They're a little banged up. It's not looking too good. I think uh, uh, Shaquille Barrett will have himself a two-and-a-half sack day. I think JPP will have himself a good day, too. Ndamukong Kinsu and Villavea up the middle. I think it will be just enough to pressure Patrick Mahomes into making a few. One or two turnovers like he did last year, and that will be enough to give Brady – the slight edge over him, 31-28. Right. So that offensive line is beat up. Like, mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. Top of it, you know, um, Fisher with a torn Achilles. Couldn't come at worse time. <laughs> yeah. They lost their left tackle to a torn Achilles. They lost their right – their starting right tackle earlier on in the year. Their left – their um, their backup has been playing career football. Um, but now they have to move – that right tackle, that backup right tackle over to left tackle. So that brings in – so now they have potentially tackle and left tackle being a problem. And not to mention their center was just moved to COVID um, – on the, to the COVID-19 list. It remains to be seen whether he'll play. But even if he does even if he does play, that's practice that he's missing. So that could be a problem as well. So – this offensive line is going to have some major problems. And I think for that reason, I think it's still going to be a I think it's still going to be a high-scoring game, but I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs the Chiefs offensive line that 
front seven for the Bucks proves to be too much for Patrick Mahomes, for even him. And I say it's still, still going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going 35-31 Bucks. Oh. Pull out the narrow victory. I think one of those two um, edge, edge rushers becomes um, Super Bowl MVP. I think um, – the winner of the – I think both quarterbacks are going to be major factors, but I think the edge rushers are going to be ultimately what decides this game. And I could agree with that. I agree. So we're all taking bucks? Yep, we're all taking Unfortunately, bucks. Unfortunately, so. Interesting. That means Brady gets his seventh. Hmm. So you're already going to the Chiefs, but you have – the better team winning, don't we? Mm. Justin, if the Ravens get the receivers, you could be a Super Bowl team, but you don't. We are a Super Bowl team without the receivers. If we just had the receivers, we would be Before in the Super Bowl. Wow, they need the corner. Actually, you know it's a strange thing? Uh, Marquise Brown in the playoffs is, uh, is a great receiver. It's just in the regular season. He just doesn't do what I need him to do, which is catch the ball. Yeah, they also need a quarterback too. Watch your mouth. They need one. They need one who's capable of throwing. Okay, okay, you ain't gonna disrespect my my unanimous MVP at quarterback. I mean, I mean, uh, hey, Justin, um, you got Justin Fields out there. He can throw the ball. My guy can throw the ball with the best of them. He's just fine. Maybe they could trade him while his value's high. Before yeah, they, uh, no one's trading Lamar. He's staying in Baltimore. We already said we're trying to extend them. All right. Enough of with these jokes about Lamar. We already know he's a top ten, if not top five quarterback. Let's let's stop right there. Okay, guys. All right. So that'll be it for us tonight. Make sure you guys follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at underscore podcast. Yeah, so check us out, and we'll see you guys next week. Over and out.